Hey everyone, and welcome back to Doom Dog Radio. As always, I'm your host, the Doom Dog. And this week, this time, I kind of want to talk about baseball. Maybe some of you aren't interested in that particular topic, but uh, it's been my favorite sport for more than 25 years since I was a kid. I love baseball. They finally reached an agreement with the lockout, so that's over, and spring training started. And I'm getting excited for this upcoming season. So I wanted to talk about baseball. My two teams are the Texas Rangers and the Atlanta Braves. And there are plenty of offseason moves to talk about with both of these. So I'm going to start with the Texas Rangers. The very first thing that they did was re-sign their manager, Chris Woodward, to a two-year contract extension. And I have to be honest with you, this move kind of baffled me. Like, I don't have anything against Chris Woodward necessarily, and he hasn't had the most talented team exactly in the world to work with the years that he's been manager, but, um, yeah, last season was not good. The Rangers lost 100 games last year for the very first time in team history, and if you know the history of the Rangers and how many terrible seasons they've had and how just terrible they've been in the past, it's impressive to say that, yeah, last year was the worst team in the history of the franchise, you know? So... They fired previous managers for less than this. None of them have ever lost 100 games before. But Jeff Bannister, the manager from 2018, 2014, or 2015 to 2018, led the team to uh, uh, division titles in 2015 and 2016, won manager of the year in 2015 because they went from the worst team in baseball to... Uh, winning the division. They fired him part of the way through the 2018 season, which was not a good season as they lost 95 games. But Woodward gets a contract extension after losing 100. I I was expecting him to be fired after this previous season. I Maybe he works cheap. I don't know. This isn't a situation like the Dallas Stars with their... With their uh, coach. I get why they stick with bonus. I don't agree with them sticking with bonus. But I get it. Because uh, he was uh, the Stars coach when Monty, when Coach Monty got fired. And we still aren't 100% clear on why Monty got fired. There were rumors that it was because of alcohol. There were rumors that he was hitting on doing inappropriate things like... With one of the ice girls uh, being creepy or something, things like that, uh, but nothing solid. And then they brought in, then they had uh, interim coach Rick Bonus, who the team, the further they got away from Coach Monty, the worse the team played. And then they went on a hot streak in the uh, playoffs after that and reached the Stanley Cup Finals, and he got signed to a contract based off of that, and it was a mistake. It was a cursed disguise to get to the Stanley Cup Finals because the uh, uh, if you look at his career winning percentage, it starts with the number Three, like like if you're winning a third of your career games as a 
coach, that's not good. It's not like that where I can look at it and go, well, I don't like this, but at least I can I know why you did it. I don't know why they extended uh, Woodward. Uh, how about we get to our first song? This is I Won't Dance by Celtic Frost from their album Into the Pandemonium. Check it out. Oh, 
Yeah, that's good stuff. I really like that. I really, really like that. So they made some other off-season moves. They got a pitcher from Colorado who has spent his entire career in Colorado. It's a starting pitcher named John Gray. And uh, anytime you get a pitcher from a team like Colorado, especially Colorado, you have to take their stats with a little bit of a grain of salt, right? Because... That is the most hitter-friendly park in Major League Baseball. So I look at his career, 53 and 49, with a 4.59 ERA, and I'm like, that's not that great. But it might also be inflated because he's pitching in Colorado. But I, I might be wrong about this, but I swear, if you look at his splits... Between road and home games, he was uh, worse on the road, which is weird and doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's got me concerned about that pitching signing because we we signed him to a four-year contract, I believe. And um, I, I, I mean, if that works out, great. If it doesn't, that's gonna be crappy for four years. Nothing we can do at this point. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully uh, it is just a case of inflated numbers from playing in the most hitter-friendly park in all of baseball. I mean, even come and be a decent third or fourth guy on our pitching staff, That I'm, I'm fine with that. Then again, every pitcher on a pitching staff is probably going to be that. I'm kind of expecting the Rangers to go out there and get their ass kicked a lot, score a lot of runs, and get their ass kicked when it comes to pitching. That's kind of what I expect from this season. Then they had a uh, trade that just baffles me. This baffles me. Okay. They got rid of Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is a relatively young player. He's got four years major league experience. He's won a gold glove here and he's been a pretty fucking good hitter for us while he is in Texas and they got a catcher named Mitch Garver for him. And I, this particular trade just baffles me. I do not get this trade at all. Like, what? Why? Why do you trade this? Like Mitch Garver is older, and his stats, from what I can tell, aren't as good, and I think he's prone to injury. I don't. I this trade just baffles me. I do not get it. 
Okay, so how about another song? Here is a demo by a band called Metal Onslaught. This is called Victim of the Axe. Yeah, that is some good um, crossover thrash metal there. I like that a lot. Okay, so they signed Marcus Simeon, I think, to a seven-year deal, and this move should work out well in the Rangers' favor because he's, he's not very prone to injury. And when he's on the field, he's usually a pretty good player. He... Had a career high in home runs last season with 45. If he can continue that here, he's going to be hitting balls out of the park left and right. That should be good. So uh, this one might work out for us. Um, Will you wait to see? I don't know, but that might work out in our favor. I'm pretty excited to see him in a Texas Rangers uniform. He was an all-star last year. Could be a could be a, a very good pickup for the Rangers. Beyond that, the, the, they got Cole Calhoun. 
who uh, one year contract. So if it's not if he doesn't turn out to be all that good, that's fine. <laughs> you know, not that big of a deal. Could turn out well, could not. Uh, the the one the, the big splash that they made is that got Corey Seager from uh, the Dodgers. They signed him as a free agent to a ten year contract and paid quite a bit of money to do it. And I'm excited to watch him tear up the ball here in Texas, just like he did there. But he's also injury prone, so there's a little bit of concern there. You know, a little bit of concern with that being injury prone. I like this signing, though. This should work out well for the Rangers. Give us a long-term, good, solid hitter in the middle of the lineup, driving a bunch of runs. This is kind of what I'm talking about, where I think the Rangers are going to be very good at driving in runs, and I'm very, very concerned about their pitching staff. Beyond that, they had a couple of guys that they signed to uh, minor league contracts. Uh, they got they signed Martin Perez as well to a one-year deal. And before going to Boston, Martin Perez started his career in the Texas Rain as a Texas Ranger and spent years here being frustrating to watch and average because he'll have flashes of brilliance. And then he'll be really fucking average. He'll have another more flashes of brilliance, and then he'll be really fucking average again. And it's frustrating. I expect him to come back here this year and uh, continue that. So that signing is what it is. You know, I'm not too excited about that one because we've seen this story. We know. This is another thing that leads me to believe that we're going to have average pitching and a lot of hitting. I think it's time for another track. Here is Dark Tranquility with Monochromatic Stains off of their album Damage Done. This is Swedish melodic death metal and very, very good. Check it out. I like it a lot.
Now, here's one that I kind of like if he can turn it around. This is Greg Holland, and if you don't know who Greg Holland is, he was the closer for the two Kansas City teams that reached the World Series and won one of them. So, he was a very good closer for them back then. He kind of dropped off in recent years. If he can return to form in a Rangers uniform, he will be a very good pickup. If he can't, they signed him to a minor league contract. Not a big deal. Same thing with Matt Carpenter, who's been a very, who has in the past been a very, very good hitter for the, uh, the Cardinals. He's been a very good hitter for the Cardinals. And he kind of dropped off in the last couple of years and didn't do much in their lineup. And they signed him to a minor league contract, which, again, if he can turn it around, they may get a good year or two out of him, but he's toward the end of his career. Minor league contract doesn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things. Could work out in our favor, could not work out in our favor. Remains to be seen. And that's really their all, all their big moves this offseason. They had a bunch of other minors signing people to minor league contracts, a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't expect them to be competitive this year. But I don't expect them to lose 100 games either. I think they have enough firepower in their... I think they have enough power in their lineup to be better than that. And I think, while not good, they may at least be a fun team to watch, which would be an improvement because they were difficult to watch last year. Uh, let's get to another track. Here is The Doors with Peace Frog from their album Morrison Hotel. I love this song. I love this band. Chicago 
Ashen scattered on dawn's highway bleeding Ghosts crowd the young child's fragile eggshell mind Blood in the streets in the town of New Haven Blood stains the roofs and the palm trees of Venice Blood in my love in the terrible summer Bloody red sun of fantastic L.A. awesome right fucking love it okay so the atlanta braves did something that really really pissed me off and pissed off their fan base obviously they won the world series last year they're the defending champs everybody's going to be coming for them okay fine but why do you let freddie freeman go he's a dodger now and he has been with the braves for the past 11 seasons he's been one of the best and most consistent hitters in baseball that entire time he won an mvp here obviously he won the world series in atlanta why do you let him go? He was the face of your franchise. The only thing you're going to do by letting him go like this is break your fans' heart. And it does, man. This I am not happy about losing him. It really fucking sucks. It sucks to see him go. And I was really hoping that they would sign him. But they basically... Got rid of any hope of that happening when they traded for Matt Olson, who was pretty good, honestly, for uh, Oakland last year and has been pretty good for Oakland for a while. Not amazing, but pretty good. I don't think he is as consistent as Freeman. But then they turned around as soon as they signed him and as soon as they traded for him and signed him to a massive fucking contract. So he's going to be a Brave for a while. And I'm sure I'm not the only Braves fan who knew exactly what that meant when that happened. That means they're not re-signing Freddy. And they didn't re-sign Freddy. And I think everybody knew it when that happened and it sucks and I'm not happy about it. I'm going to miss watching Freddie Freeman in a Braves uniform. Hopefully Matt Olson winds up being a good replacement for him. But um, it's just not the same, you know? Just not the same. Unfortunately, Jorge Soler, who tore the ball up as soon as he got to Atlanta after being terrible in Kansas City, signed with uh, Miami, was hoping they could keep hold of him, but they only had him for half of a season, so not that big of a loss. Uh, they lost Jock Peterson, too. That one kind of sucks as well. But they did re-sign Eddie Rosario, who got to Atlanta and also tore up the ball and was better in Atlanta than he was in Cleveland. 
last year. So I'm glad to see him come back in a Braves uniform. Looking forward to watching him play. That should be fun. Um, they signed Darren O'Day to a minor league contract, and I like Darren O'Day. Like, he used to be a Texas Ranger for years. He's kind of a sidearm pitcher and been one of the better and more consistent sidearm pitchers in a while. He doesn't throw super hard, but he goes out there and gets guys out, and he did that for the Yankees last year. Pitched pretty well for him. Looking forward to him. He'll probably make the team and be pretty good out of the bullpen. Pretty excited about that. Let's get to another track. Here is Thank God for the Bomb by Ozzy Osbourne from The Ultimate Sin. This is good stuff. Check it out.
Yeah, I love that. I love that so fucking much. That is really good stuff. Okay, so they signed a the Braves signed a guy named Kirby Yates, and I didn't know who the hell Kirby Yates was, so I had to look him up. And he pitched in uh, for the Padres for the past uh, four seasons, and out of their bullpen, and his. Uh, Playing time was very limited last year, so you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But the year before that, he had 41 saves and led the league. And uh, or, Well, he didn't play last year at all. I'm sorry. But his playing time was very limited in 2020. He only played six games and wasn't particularly good. But the year before that, he had 41 saves for the Padres, so... Uh, that could be a good pickup if he returns to form and pitches well. That remains to be seen. But that's just a minor league contract, so again, if that doesn't work out, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But could be a good pickup for the bullpen, which they brought back Tyler Matzik and a few other key parts of it. And, oh man, Tyler Matzik and the in the NLCS had one of the most impressive innings of baseball I've ever seen when he came in with the bases loaded and struck out the side. Oh, it was amazing to watch. Like, look that up with against the Dodgers. It was just amazing. Colin McHugh. They signed Colin McHugh from Tampa Bay, who was uh, pretty good for Tampa Bay. Coming out of the, I think he was coming out of their bullpen. Yeah, 35 games, four, four and five. Yeah, he was coming out of their bullpen last year. And he had an ERA of 155, so that's very, very good. You know, he should make the team. Should be good coming out of the bullpen. So that is probably going to be a very, very good pickup for them. Now, another one of their big signings was Kenley Jansen, and I was shocked by this because Kenley Jansen, I think, has spent his entire... Yeah, he spent his entire career, 2010 to 2021, in... in... Dodger... for the Dodgers. So I was shocked, and he's been very consistent and very, very good for the Dodgers, and he has been their closer for years, and he's accumulated 350 saves. But he seems genuinely excited to be coming to the Braves. So that's pretty exciting. I'll talk more about that after this next song. Here is Thorns with Home from one of their demos, and they only really had one album, so most of their material is demos. Uh, Yeah, check it out. This is awesome. I like it a lot.
Yeah, it's a little bit different because, like, this demo, there is no, there's no, uh, uh, drums, you know? Weird. That was actually used in a, uh, documentary called Until the Light Takes Us, which is about the black metal scene in Norway, and if you're interested at all in that, I would recommend giving that a watch. It's a good documentary. So, um, yeah, he said that he grew up watching the Braves, so he is really excited to get to play for the team that he grew up cheering for, and this makes sense because he is from Curacao, and the Braves in the 90s had the big breakout player from Curacao, that being Andrew Jones, who, when he was playing for the Braves, was a very very good, probably Hall of Fame caliber player, and then the second half of his career after he left Atlanta, he wasn't. So, um, yeah, that makes sense that he would have grown up watching that. He also mentioned Fred McGriff, Crime Dog, who you could probably make an argument based off of just how many home runs he hit that he might deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame because he Came very, very close to hitting 500, which is kind of a magic number if you hit 500. There's a very, very high probability that you're going to wind up in the Hall of Fame unless you used steroids to do it, which he didn't, as far as I'm aware. But yeah, uh, he's 34, but he's been consistently good for the Dodgers for a long, long time. So he will look good coming out of the Braves bullpen. I'm sure he will go out there and consistently get saves for Atlanta. I'm sure they're going to put him in the closer role. And that is a very good pickup for them, for sure. I am excited to watch him pitch in a Braves uniform. I mean, why wouldn't I be? You know, this guy's been very, very good for a long time. And I was just shocked that the Braves picked him up because I didn't expect he would ever leave uh, the Dodgers. I thought he was going to be there forever. But they got Freddie Freeman. We got Kenley Jansen. You know? It is what it is. Um, But yeah, I am really, really excited for this. I've been watching some spring training games and spring training games don't mean a whole hell of a lot because you're just throwing guys out there to see who performs well, who doesn't, who's going to make the team, who doesn't. So the win-loss record is completely meaningless. But I still like to watch my teams win, and both of my teams have won six games, and the Rangers, as of today, as of me recording this, are 6-3, and three, and the Braves, I think, are 6-2. and two? And they both have, I think, I think they both have a tie. So, it's been fun to watch. How about we get to another song? Here is Flowers of Flesh and Blood by Necrophagia off of their album Divine Art of Torture.
Fun fact about Necrophagia, they actually wrote the first death metal album. Uh, Their debut album, Season of the Dead, was released a few months before Death's album, Scream Bloody Gore. So, yeah, the the very first death metal album was written by them. And if if you want to go back a little bit further than that, a year before that, they wrote an album... What was it called? Hang on, let me look. I own it. Ready for Death. They wrote an album called Ready for Death, and for some, they recorded it, and for some reason that we don't know, it was not released. There are rumors about why it wasn't released. Some say that it was because of illegal activities by the band. Some say it was because of uh, the lyrical content of the of the uh, album in question, which why would you release the first one at the not the second one? The why would you re- not release the first one but the second album? Then release the second album if it, they've got similar lyrical content about like horror movies and gore and shit. I don't get it, but uh, yeah, they that didn't receive an official release until 2020 when it got a very limited release from an Italian label on tape of all things and I managed to snag one of those and I'm pretty happy with it because I like Ready for Death a lot anyway I was talking about baseball I'm also a huge hockey fan but yeah I'm really excited for this upcoming season I expect the Braves to do well they should be getting Ronald Acuna Jr. back and I am looking forward to watching him play again because he's one of the best and most exciting to watch players in all of baseball He's young and incredibly talented and and can hit the ball really freaking hard, and he's fast. He's just one of the best players in baseball and an absolute joy to watch if you happen to enjoy baseball, which I absolutely do. I've been cheering for the Rangers and the Braves and going to games and whatnot for more than 25 years at this point. I remember in 1995, the last time the Braves won a World Series, watching that, you know, been a baseball fan for a long, long time. It's fun. Baseball's fun. And I'm really excited about this season as I am every season. I think the Braves will do fine and be competitive, probably make the playoffs. I don't expect the Rangers to be competitive or make the playoffs. I just want them to be fun to watch. That's all I want from them. Be fun to watch. Please.
How about one more song? Here is the title track of Dio's third album. This is Sacred Heart.
Yeah, that's good. I've got that on uh, tape of all things. I have uh, his first album, Holy Diver, on CD. His second album on uh, vinyl, and that one I've got on tape. So I've got three Dio albums, and I've got I've got other stuff that Dio's been on, like Rainbow and Black Sabbath stuff, but. I've got that particular one on tape. But yeah, I wanted to talk about baseball for a bit. I, I'm i also a huge uh, hockey fan. For hockey, my team is the Dallas Stars. Been a Dallas Stars fan for a long, long time. Not as long as baseball, but a long, long time. I remember watching them win the Cup in 1999. You know, it's a very fun team to watch. Very talented team. Obviously, they won the Cup. You don't win the Cup without having a very talented team. But, boy, are the Stars frustrating to watch because they have a lot of talent on their team. They've got, you know, they've got uh, Haskinen. They've got Ben. They've got uh, Sagan. They've got Radulov. They've got Rope Hintz. And Peterson, all these different talented players, and they're struggling to get into the eighth playoff spot, the final playoff spot. And I'm sitting there like, you guys should be better than this. And I know why you're not better than this. It's because you have a terrible coach. Part of me wants to see them just tank the rest of the season. You know? just so in hopes that we can get a different coach anyway i'm gonna sign off so thank you everybody for listening i do appreciate it i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll come back at you with another episode sometime soon thanks everybody and goodbye